I don't have enough time. I feel overwhelmed. There is no way we can get this done in time. If you've uttered those words, today's episode is just for you. As a leader, feeling overwhelmed or allowing your team to feel overwhelmed can be deadly to the growth of your organization. Hi, I'm Dave Sennett from Bold Leading. In today's episode of 10 Ways to Be a Bold Organization, we are covering the four things I learned to stop feeling overwhelmed. I have a coworker that has amazing ability to get an avalanche of projects and work done on a consistent basis. I'm always impressed. Projects that I think will take days to do, they complete in hours. They are superhuman. But that is only half the story. This past year, the nonprofit I worked for needed a conference table. I had an extra one in storage behind some mounds of items. Every time I thought about trying to dig through storage to find that table, it made me want to vomit. <laughs> I mean, really vomit. I could see myself taking item after item out of storage to reach that table. I would then have to put everything back into storage, and that seemed impossible. I reported it would take me days to do, too much for my brain to compute. I did not have the energy for it. Every leader in nonprofit will have those projects and milestones that seem insurmountable. I've experienced it again and again. The key to not being overwhelmed or at least feeling like it is possible, it all starts with four resources every team must manage. If we're going to win big and overcome the overwhelming and do the impossible, we must manage these resources well. Time expertise, attention, and money. Of course, it spells team. I guess that's why I picked it, but it's real. Time, expertise, attention, and money are the four resources you have to manage well in order to succeed, dream big, and do the impossible. These four main resources that make nonprofits organizations go fast and far. They are also the four resources that cause key leaders to burn out, give up, and quit. I've seen that too. Time is a limited commodity that can't be replenished, cheated, borrowed, or stolen. Time is limited and fleeting. Your time is extremely valuable. So how can you make better use of your time? Here are a few tips that are really important, things that you probably have heard before, but are worth repeating. Delegate, delegate, delegate. You also want to make sure that when you do delegate, it frees you up to do the things that only you can do. Give away everything else. Try to reserve the things that give you energy that replenish your inspiration that encourage you to do things great. Do the things that are strengthening to you as a person, strengthening to you as an organization. Reserve those things if you can. Some things you can't because you enjoy them. Maybe those turn into hobbies because somebody does them better. Somebody is deli- that has that specific responsibility. For instance, I ran into one executive director that loved to do their newsletters and they spent a lot of time doing them and they did them fairly well but others could do them better and instead of that time being used to do a newsletter they could actually be calling donors they could be writing the next uh, appeal letter they could be coaching there's a ton of things they could have been doing instead of designing a newsletter it's a real uh, really bad use of their time and i try to encourage them to think through that and uh, what i got was i like i like doing the newsletter and it's a very tempting thing even myself as an executive director i remember two or three different times in my career as an executive director at this particular nonprofit, i had to go through three different growth periods where i had to give away what i call give away uh, ministry or leadership allowing other people to do things that i was fairly good at and that i was doing but i had to give it away to do other things to help our organization grow so as a leader time is very important what you do with it 
will either cause your organization to go fast or go slow. It's all up to you and you won't get the time back. That's the critical part to remember is time does not come back. So you have to focus on the things that are most important for you to do as a leader and delegate, delegate, delegate. Something very similar to that is expertise. It's a premium commodity. If your organization has a hill to climb or a shorter reach, but doesn't have a person that knows the way, you will get lost and lose your way. When you, when you choose to do strategic planning, you have to consider what corporate knowledge your team has. If you're trying to start a social work program, do you have a social worker on your, on your staff? If you're trying to start a new fundraising program or a new capital campaign, do you have people with that experience on your team? If you're trying to implement new technology, do you have somebody that's really good at technology? It seems like they would be simple questions and obvious things to consider, but often I see that nonprofits just assume that they'll get there. They don't take time to think about the expertise that they will need to do the things that they're called to do or they feel that is very important for their organization to be successful. And so they do without or they try to train or do other things to get the expertise but you have to plan ahead. You have to know how you're gonna get this expertise. So you, you can only win if you have the right people on the bus. It's, it's a truism, you have to. You have to know which roles you need, who are your star players, who are your role players, who are the people that can get you there, and knowing what expertise you need to climb that next hill, to scale that next mountain, to reach that far shore, it's very important. You can rent expertise, you could find consultants, virtual assistants, freelancers. You might even think about hiring staff. You might even train staff to gain the expertise. There's a host of ways that you can gain expertise. Now, each one of these ways has their pitfalls and their things that are that are pro for you to do. It all depends on where, what season you're in, what's most important at the time. So you do have to think about whether you're gonna buy or rent or you're gonna learn. If you buy staff or you're actually gonna hire somebody on permanent, you have to make sure you do it well because trying to have somebody on and take them on for six months before they actually are productive because they're on staff, that can be six months wasted as opposed to hiring an expert that you know is good and paying a little bit extra but you don't have all the other payment requirements for taxes and employment taxes and those sorts of things or health insurance that might actually be cheaper for you to hire somebody that's a known quantity that has been doing it for years, maybe costs a little bit more in the short term, but in the long term saves you a lot of time. So you wanna think about those things. Now you may decide that you have somebody that has an, uh, a particular talent or skill that could be trained, and you might wanna think about how do you get this person trained up so you do have the expertise. But there could be a pitfall here too, where you're training somebody up and all of a sudden they gain the experience, they gain the knowledge, they gain the training, and then all of a sudden, a couple weeks later or even a year later, they take that knowledge away from you. So you have to think through the expertise portion of what you're doing very critically on how you're gonna maintain expertise, expertise over time. The third commodity to think about is attention. Now this is a fleeting co commodity. It's similar to, to time, but very different. A person can have eight hours of time a day, but only four hours of attention. Focus mental capacity, it's a, dis it's a discipline. The main enemy is distraction. So if you have time, say eight hours, and you can get four hours, that four hours actually may be more important than eight hours that's distracted. So you need to really manage the, your attention. 
if that means coming in earlier, a couple hours, closing your door, maybe it's going off site, whatever you can do to really focus your attention on the things that are at hand is really important. At the same time, it's also important for you to manage the attention of your team. Does your team have projects that are so big and so large that adding another one would just break the spirit? You have to think about this. Normally when I coach nonprofits, I encourage them to think about January and March as a time for awareness and appreciation. Stories and stats. How did we do last year? Maybe what, what are we going to be doing this year? Strategic planning, those sorts of things. April to June is a time for change. Learn and train and document. Develop new procedures, develop new templates, develop systems and process that will save you time throughout the year. Then in July and August, you can take the time to train to perfection. You do a little bit of performance, you evaluate, you really hone in on the skills that you need for September and December, which is your performance months, especially in fundraising. Now you may have an organization that has a different calendar, but it's worth the thinking through about what are the critical times in your organization that they need to have peak performance? Don't do change in those situations. Allow them to have great attention on the things that matter. And if you have times that are off seasons that are a little bit less busy and you can focus your attention on training and change, then you want to do that. But you have to really pace your team on what's really most important right now for them to have their focused mental capacity, their energy focused in a way that you can win and win big. I heard on a, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this before, that slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And a lot of times organizations run ahead of themselves and try to do too much right now because they feel like they're going to get behind. It's a trap. You have to make sure you manage the attention of yourself and your team. If you don't do that, you will squander all your resources, you'll squander your focus and your attention, you won't get it back. And ultimately, you'll, 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 uh, fo you'll uh, squander your time as well. So you want to make sure that you think about your time, your expertise, and your attention. Of course, sort of the magic commodity and the multiplier commodity is money. When you have dollars that are discretionary, you can buy resources that you don't have. So you might hire somebody or give somebody training. So you might be able to buy some expertise. You might be able to buy attention by going away for training or do different things where you can allow your team to really focus on certain situations. And you can even buy time by hiring new staff or delegating it to other ways. So there's lots of ways that you can use money to buy the other resources and that's why it's a multiplier. You might even buy equipment or technology to make your processes more efficient. You might buy new software programs. Whatever you do in order to be able to use this money, you want to make sure you save for tomorrow. Do that today so that you do have reserves. Now you can save these for rainy days, but you can also save those for days to plant. And and to really um, invest in your organization. If you have money to be able to do that, it's amazing how much growth you can have. So money, it's a multiplier, you gotta have it. So put aside, put aside money to invest in your team and your organization, whether it's board training, staff training, buying new technology, buying a new monitor, new equipment, whatever it may be, you wanna make sure you have dollars set aside so that you can help multiply the other resources. And without money, everything takes longer. It's tough, and that's why when we think about fundraising, it's so important is so that we can have not only dollars to run our programs, but dollars to multiply our other resources so we can get to our projects and to get to the things that we want to do faster. We can climb that mountain faster, reach that far shore quicker. 
Without money, all these things become slower and more difficult. And sometimes that's just the way it is, especially as a startup nonprofit, that's what you have to do. You have to slog through it. You have to take your time to learn things. You have to take your time to contact donors. You just have to take time. And you have to learn, you have to learn big, and you have to learn fast. That's just what you have to do to gain the expertise that you need to make an impact in your community. But at some point, you have to be able to find the money to be a multiplier for your organization. Now the last thing that, now that's team. Time, expertise, attention, and money. And the bonus resource for you to think about as you manage your team is energy. This is one of those intangibles that you have to think about as well. It's another resource you have to manage. And it's one of those things that a lot of times we don't think about. It's kind of like inspiration, but it's something bigger than that. It's something that you have to manage with your team is not only they need to have time and attention, but there needs to be an enthusiasm. There needs to be something on the inside of them that is causing them to get every, up every day. So you have to have a good goal. You also have to have great culture. You have to have those intangibles that each of your role players know that what they're doing is important, that they enjoy their job, they believe in where you're going and what you're doing, and this will give them energy. So you have to match each person as much as you can to the things that they really love to do. And so you have to really work with your team. And a lot of people are talking about human resources and having chief people officers and all these different things. And all those things are uh, great as far as they go. But at the bottom line is, how do you get the most out of your people? How do you get them to have energy around the mission and vision? And it takes time and it takes insight. It takes a lot of listening, listening to what they love to do, listening to the things that they're really good at, listening to things that they're willing to grow into. All of these things are important for you to get the energy that you need on your team to do great things. And if you do this enough, people will catch it. Volunteers, board members, donors, they will feel the energy in organization because there's optimism, there's growth, there's change. There's all these things that are happening. And people just want to shout from the rooftops how your organization is moving fast, it's moving far, it's doing great things. And that's all about energy and momentum. So that's one of the things that you have to think about is every team needs time and expertise and attention and money, all those important. But without energy, it's not viral. Without the energy, it's not contagious. And we need that. We need that momentum that attracts people to what we're doing, where we're going, and they help us get there faster and with a lot more joy and fun. And fun can't be overestimated uh, for me at, at all. I want people to smile and enjoy being on staff and enjoy what they're doing because work is hard. It can be really draining. And without a little sense of humor and a lot of energy, you can get very dreary very fast. In order for your organization to succeed, your team has to know what levers to pull, how much to spend, when to save, and how to celebrate Developing a rhythm and pace on how you replenish resources, use them wisely and find more is key to your long-term success. These resources are not only team resources, but they are deeply personal as well. You have to manage yourself. As a leader, I try to be aware of my top three to five leaders to know what is stealing their time, what gives them energy, what they have their attention on, and if they have all the resources that they need that money can buy, and how much energy do they have? Are they feeling down or sick? Are they just overwhelmed? To, to watch over them and to make sure that they're healthy and they feel safe and secure at work, that they feel inspired, that they have their own energy that's pushing them to do things, 
That's what it's all about as a leader is to get them um, the permission to do great things on behalf of the mission. And that you just continually give away the spotlight as much as possible to great work by great people. Remember that conference table that was stuck in the back of my storage and made me sick to think about? My superhuman friend and coworker told me one afternoon, let's go get it. I just didn't want to do it, but she was insistent. So we did, and a few hours later we had a conference table that we were using today. It's a daily reminder to me and to not let the overwhelming things rule the day. The key to not feeling overwhelmed or outmatched, in fact, the key to avoiding burnout is to have a team. That's right, a team of people that you love, that are around you serving and that you serve with. Make sure you manage them well, not as a, a manager, but as a, a person that loves being with them, loves coaching, just loves to see them succeed. Love them and you will do the impossible together. It's just, it's inevitable. So make sure you manage your time, expertise, attention, money, and of course energy. Make sure you do all of those things. Thank you for turning, tuning into our series, 10 Ways for an Organization to Be Bold. Today we shared with you the four things that I learned to stop feeling overwhelmed, to not get burned out, to not let my team get burned out. But we know things can be difficult and you may have questions. Remember we talked about hiring and uh, maybe outsourcing and finding that great consultant? Well, we're here to help. If you're unsure how to move forward or feel stuck, schedule a free no shame strategy call. When you need a trusted friend, a friend that's been there to help you face the future without fear or panic, Bold Leading is here for you. And we love it. So visit us at boldleading.com today.